You were always scum. Rebel scum. James, did you see the new Star Wars pictures? Of course you did. You sent it to me from The Mandalorian. Ooh, are they making another one? They're making another one. Interesting. Uh, it comes out in, well, we know the date now, October 32nd. Yeah. Yeah. With, in 2020, <laughs> I would believe that in a heartbeat. So we're just over like, what, 50 days away from Mandalorian. Ba, 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 ba. One season dose. Um, it's exciting. Uh, did you see the pictures that you sent me? <laughs> Miss them. What? Okay. What What were these pictures? Pray tell. Uh, there's a picture of the Mandalorian. No. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Grieve Karga. The girl. The guy with the sword. <laughs> and the sand person. Uh, Tusken Raider. Uh, cool. Nothing hugely... Like, it looked cool. I, I don't remember... I mean, there's a whole scene where he, where the Mandalorian gets his sigil, like the mud yep. horn. But I don't remember him having it on his. Uh, oh God, what's the shoulder thing called? Because I found that was the most prominent thing in that picture that you could see the mud horn sigil on. I was like, ooh, baby. I didn't notice that. I didn't. <laughs> I clearly didn't look too deep into these pictures. I was just like, ooh. Ah, spectacle. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, we talked about it a, a little bit. He's Brock. I'm James. Rebel Scum Podcast. 103 whoa, whoa, episodes. Whoa. We talked about it a little bit, and you were like, nothing too revealing or anything. Yeah, no. And I agreed, but I also said, I, and I've oh, said this a few. No, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I know exactly what you're I don't say. need anything. I'm watching. I'm watching the damn show. You've told me when it's all I needed to know was when it started. I'm watching the show. Everyone's like, I need the trailer. Why? You're watching the show. We don't. You want the trailer? We all want to see it. We all want footage from it, but we don't need it. It's not gonna sell us on this show any more than like the first season is the trailer for this. If you like this, you're gonna get more of this. You're like, Ooh, Favreau did. There is an interview with Favreau where he says a few <laughs> cool things. So, but anyway, that's how I feel about it. The pictures were cool because they're like, oh look, everyone's back. The gang's back together. It's gonna be a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Grief Karga has a sick uh, white beard and a new his new uh, wardrobe is phenomenal. I really, really like. Yeah, that, that I, is different, right? Okay. Yeah, I think I might go for him as Halloween if Halloween's not canceled this year. Because <laughs> his album, like, I just want to. It looks comfortable and classy, so I'm <laughs> kind of. <laughs> It's like, what are you, a Roman senator? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> this sentiment is all well and good, James. I don't disagree with you, but, like, we have a Star Wars podcast, so when new things come out, we do have to technically nope. talk about them. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Dune trailer came out today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, fear is the mind killer. Now, let's dissect what? Wait, wait, wait. When what you... Is- <laughs> when you explained Dune to me, you never mentioned a mind killer. Oh, that's a, uh, it's in the book, but it's like obviously one of the most famous lines from the Fincher version. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, when I, when, I, when I was when I was a kid, I think my grandmother somebody like a kid kid like three to five like when I was probably three, 
I had this hardcover, very thin making of behind the scenes of the Dune movie. And I knew nothing about Dune. I just knew it looked like something, even though I love Star Wars, it looked like something I had no interest in watching. Yeah. Um, and I just, I never did. And then as I got older, people were like, Dune. And I was like, oh, that's that hardcover book thing that I had as a kid. I, I like I, I couldn't read. That's how young I was, right? I couldn't read, so I just looked at the pictures of like Picard and and uh, the bad guy from the Flintstones, and it was like <laughs> that's what I was like. He's the guy in the book I had, yeah, Colin McLaughlin. That, so that's like all I knew about Dune, and that's actually the extent of my Dune knowledge is the pictures of people who look weird in sand. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're like, I can't wait for Stargate to come out. <laughs> Sci-fi and sand. Woo-woo. Still haven't seen Stargate. Uh, no. Zori Bliss's September's <laughs> calendar, <laughs> calendar uh, pinup calendar is Zori Bliss. Last week, last month's pinup was Poe. Now it's Zori. There's a theme. I like the way they're keeping it. I hope next month is Babu. <laughs> is that the theme? <laughs> well, I mean, it would make sense. Last, or, I don't think that. I, was I don't think you'd say. Huh? The theme is Star Wars. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm trying. I don't know what I'm gonna what calendar I'm gonna get next year because there won't be a Star Wars movie. So I, I don't know if I want a retro Star Wars calendar. I feel like I could get that any year. Yeah. Next, You're gonna go to a mall. <laughs> uh, I've been to the mall um, near me several times. Uh, I yeah. wear I wear a mask. Everyone wears a mask. It's good. There's hand sanitization stations everywhere, which is like my dream come true. I was like, where was this before? So I walk in, sanitize. I go to a store, sanitize. My hands are very thin. Like my whole skin is just dissolved right off. I'm just, (laughs) I just have skeleton bone hands now. It's a good time. But there aren't as many people living here, Brock, as there are where you are. And there's only like three cases in the last like seven months so yeah yeah the fear the fear like i i feel safer fear is a mind killer <laughs> anyway star wars we love star wars that's why we talk about it and that's why we uh we do this show yeah i think i don't know so what are we, what are we talking about today? I, well, I, I, we're going to talk about Jeff Goldblum. But let's talk. You want to talk a little bit more though, Mando, Mando season two o. Yeah, because I want to uh, talk about Mando because I, I, I the Mandalorian. I was because th- we you know when you, we always talk about Star Wars and like the sequel trilogy and you know we beat that everyone has beaten that like a dead horse right like God, i'm so sick of the sequel trilogy the nonsense about it and everything it's like great i love watching it i'm just sick of everybody bitching about everything to do with it i was thinking about the mandalorian the other day and i'm like how i'm like they just got it all so right i felt right and then i yeah. but and then i was thinking more and more because when you think about star wars star wars was a an original property and now it's obviously not but what it was was it was george lucas and and uh, Gary Kurtz and they could not get the rights to Flash Gordon, right? So they created Star Wars, and the Mandalorian almost feels like John Favreau did not get Episode Seven, so he created. <laughs> and the thing is, nowadays you don't create, you don't create like an, a, an an original idea anymore because nobody will buy that. So what he did was he went into the Star Wars hammocks and he created his own Star Wars. 
And it's almost like that's what we got. And that's why it's so good is because he created this thing with the love that he had, not because Kathleen Kennedy was like, well, haven't you ever wondered what happened to Luke Skywalker? There was no persuading him to do it. This was just something he did. Like he's thinking, remember, he said, I wrote it on Christmas Day and I sent it to him. It's just something that he wanted to do and he was passionate about. And I think these, you know, that's the difference between, I think that's why you could feel it in the show though, is you feel like this is, Star Wars, for better or worse, is, uh, you know, filmed by committee now. It's Disney. It's this big corporation. But The Mandalorian, even though it was that first show on Disney+, Plus, it really felt small in scale. And obviously with the budget, it was compared to any of those movies. Like the $100 million it cost to make all eight or ten of these episodes is, a, is half of what it cost to make The Rise of Skywalker. Or The Last Jedi. So it was still small. And it feels like, you know, they just kind of let Favreau do his thing. And he's like, Floaty, let's go make this thing about this man. Oh, yeah. And they just kind of did what they did. And no one really bothered them. And they believed in it. And here we see the success. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't, I don't know. It's just like, you think about that all the time. It's just like, what was going on with what you know it's I, I can't remember there was something i was thinking about recently where it's just like well if they had things figured out I, was, I think i was reading something about the sequel trilogy and they're like well if they had this all oh i was probably ray being a kenobi and it's just like well if they had figured it out ahead of time it's like nobody figures out any of these movies out ahead of time like i'm sure there's a somewhat idea of what's going to happen even in the original trilogies but they're they're figuring out as they go like it's just like it is what it is and it's just like i mean it's hard to say that without any more examples so like perhaps season two of mandalorian won't be good it might not be i'm just saying that i was just saying like it feels like john favreau did what lucas did when he couldn't get if it almost feels like that, where he's like, I just want to tell this kind of story, and sure. he just did it, and that's what that's what I mean. I'm not putting down secret trilogy no, people. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. it just it feels like this is somebody who wanted to play in a play bo- uh, in a sandbox wasn't wasn't really allowed to, but he's like, but what if I did this? And they're like, yeah, sure, yeah. But like at the same note, maybe that was the same uh, same thought process that. Um, JJ and Ryan Johnson had it. Who knows? They just didn't translate the way people yeah. people would expect. You know what I mean? But it's different, right? Like the show is a little bit And the show doesn't have the weight. Like yeah, it's like you said, it happens really quick. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of convoluted yeah. storyline. It's just like this, and then this, then this, and then you're like, whoa. Like and then at one point you're just like, and by the way, this is how it all fits together. You're like, ah. Yeah, I love the 30-minute runtime. I hear that might change. Uh, there's going to be more lenient, which makes sense. But I love that runtime because there was, like you said, there was no fat. It was just like, this is the point of the yeah. show. Let's move on. Um, no, I think, look, the, the other thing with the sequel trilogy is it has the weight of it being a, a, a theatrical Star Wars film. And that that's, adds a lot to it. The other thing, too, is J.J. Abrams comes in with his ideas. Ryan Johnson comes in with his ideas. And then J.J. Abrams comes back with his ideas. And it's like, well, that's part of it was they uh, – and you can't – and, you know, people are like, J.J. ruined it. He can't tell his story. Or Ryan Johnson Rudy. They did what they thought 
made sense based on what they did, but they're very different storytellers and filmmakers. And so they come into it with different points of view and different angles on it. And that's, I guess, the clashing narrative for me. I think the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker's, uh, blend in together very well. Um, you know, it was, I don't know, whatever these look, the, the sequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy is a mirror of the original trilogy. Force Awakens is a new hope. We've always been being that to it like a dead horse. Nobody brings up that The Last Jedi is just Empire Strikes Back in reverse. And then The Rise of Skywalker is just The Return of the Jedi. But instead of Ewoks, you have X Stormtroopers. It's like... The, the, the... Yeah. And you still got to take out the Emperor at the end. It, they, they just mirrored it because it's poetry. It rhymes. Whereas The Mandalorian, it has nothing to mirror except for the Ewoks and droid cartoons, which I think is doing a horrible job of replicating. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, I'm I'm excited for anything new. You know, it's like absolutely even the Lego uh, holiday special. I'm like, ooh, I can't. I love yeah. that it's the hol- like it's it's a holiday special with Lego. It's 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 the most fitting thing of all. Yeah, yeah, it makes the most sense to try to recreate that sort of goofiness. If I asked you right now your top five favorite Star Wars characters, would anyone from the Mandalorian make that list? You think? Uh, not yet. Would anyone from the sequel trilogy make that list? Yeah, Poe Dameron. <laughs> um. Uh. No, I think like Kylo definitely would definitely be in that sort of. But like Mandalorian is like we. The characters are interesting, but we haven't fully fleshed them out. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe Mando, but like it's only you're like, I think you get the idea that like something has happened to him and he is the way because of this event, and then you find that out at the end of the at the, uh, the season. Uh, Car Dune, I'm like, I, that's interesting. W- tell us more. <laughs> She's just like, I'm a girl with a gun. <laughs> From Alderaan. Yeah, and grief, grief. Karga is cool, but like again, it's just little pieces of him. And he's like, is he greedy? Is he a Lando character? I don't know. And that's not a comparison because they're both black actors. It's like they're both like, I'm always up to some new scheme. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, grief. Karga turns his back on him by the third episode. Well, I mean, he doesn't. He actually doesn't really. He just kind of like he doesn't want to be killed, yeah. basically. Um, and then Quill. Uh, Quill, yeah. I loved Quill. I think Quill got the most story development, yeah. but they offed my favorite character. So, actually, I guess IG Eleven yeah. probably has the most character development because he goes from a murdering bounty hunter to a babysitter by the end. But he gets melted, so it's like, oh yeah, him and Quill, my two two of my favorites, gone, yeah. gone, but yeah. not forgotten. Quill, you look, Quill looks out for me from behind all the time. Uh-huh. Big so, Quill, yeah. Yeah, for me, I don't know. I I think Kylo would be on my top five list. Um, and, and I think if Quill was in another episode, he might be up there. I'd be a really big fan of Quill, of that character. But, I mean, you're going top five, top ten Star Wars characters. I don't think he's earned that uh, at all. Maybe we'll get more stories of Quill in the in the future. Uh, who knows? I know, I like, you know, books and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean how to meet the. You get a prequel series. Here's the Quill show, and it's just him. I'm on a blurg. 
It's like this is when I was I was working on Cloud City or wherever yeah. he was a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here. I have spoken. No. A huge fan of them though. Uh, a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to season two. Uh, you know, they were very like when you look at those pictures, like you said, there was nothing telling except they gave us the Tuscan Raider on the what's it called thing. And it was like that was awesome to see. So I guess we're going to Tatooine again in season two. Yeah, maybe. I have. Uh, do they live anywhere else, Tuscan Raiders? I, I have no idea. I don't think so. But Jawas technically live on multiple places. But they were called off-world Jawas, though. Off-world Jawas. What does that mean? <laughs> that seems weird. You think it'd be like just, uh, oh God, what's the planet that grieves on? Navarro. Navarro. Like, why aren't they just called Navarro and Jawas? Like, I could understand that because they collect pieces of equipment so perhaps a jawa flew off a planet at some point but or went onto another ship and <laughs> to somewhere else can't tell you yeah that would be how interesting would that be it's like a cold open of an episode of mandalorian where you just perhaps you've seen this jawa throughout the episodes and then the cold open of one like episode six is like how did he get from Tatooine to here? And you follow them. There's no dialogue outside of like Jawaese or what are just Jawa, as they say. And you see him go from one place to another, end up, end up at some location that's really vital to that story right at that moment. Like that feels like Breaking Bad, where they would start off with like, here goes, here's this uh, housefly that flies around and sees all these events. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Oh. I'm really curious about this one because they also uh, Favreau makes it sound like people are gonna, the characters are going to branch off and do their own thing now too. So we'll mm. we'll see. So maybe it doesn't like I don't know. Maybe it doesn't follow Mando completely. Maybe there's an episode or two without the Mandalorian in it. Uh, we'll find out. Let's move on to Jeff Goldblum. Possibly you have a news story about this. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? What what you're? I guess you're not going to say in the news anymore. No, no. I mean, he just had a interview where. He said he he talked to Taika Waititi and basically he's like, oh, I'll work with you again. So <laughs> consensus is like, oh, that would be Star Wars probably next. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> the Taika so, Waititi Star Wars movie, I don't want to get excited about yet. Yeah. There's not. There's no nothing. There's nothing concrete about it at all. Yeah. It's as yeah. Tom Cre- concrete as the Game of Thrones. Star Wars, as the Ryan Johnson Star Wars, as the yeah. you know all the other Star Wars we've been hearing. So I'm not uh, I'm not gonna get excited until you know I see a set picture or yeah. even maybe him with like hopefully like a Doug Chang or somebody you know someone like that yeah. like someone at, that's doing it like something a little more tangible because right now I, like that 2023 movie I I don't care about it right now. Yeah. I will. I'm gonna be all over it and excited to go see the theater if I'm still alive. But right now, it's nothing. It, it's nothing to yeah. me. Nothing at all, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's like with the slowing down of production. It's you know those movies can't really be anything concrete as of right now because like shooting is hard enough as it is right now. So it's. You know what? When someone gets cast in it, I'll feel more excited. How about that? 
yeah, if there's sure. a cast. Like, because yeah. but there's no reason why if if I don't even know if that was his next movie, but if it's his next movie, which you would hope it would be yeah. based on the timeline and all that, you would hope that he's been spending his time writing scripts. For for yeah. Star Wars or working on a script for Star Wars with somebody else, you'd hope that that's been that that's been the case, but you never know. Um, I I almost kind of wish he. Pi- I mean, I don't know if this. I, you'd hope this is the case too, where he pitched a Star Wars idea to Lucasfilm, and they hired him to make the new movie based on that pitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would hope. I think I saw an article saying that. Thor, Love and Thunder might be using the volume for shooting of some sort. I didn't really read. Well, yeah, he's it, got that movie before Star Wars. Never mind. Yeah. So yeah, they, that's so, a that's a big movie that hasn't even started production yet. Yeah. So hopefully that'd be cool if they shot it, parts of it in the volume or whatever, because like it's there. <laughs> the volume is so equipped for mm-hmm. COVID. When you really think about it, it's just like. It's all one location in one spot. <laughs> it's crazy how like Batman got COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like how? Yeah, he's Batman. But how did he get like? I don't. I don't understand this thing because you figure he got it from somewhere. So did he go out yeah. when he wasn't supposed to go out, or did somebody else on crew have it? Or uh, yeah. Like the thing that that it, this is what really, really kind of shocks me is you watch the NBA and the NHL with their bubble cities and it's basically been flawless. Yeah. Like flawless. Like in Toronto when the NHL is now one case. So why is it these films like, you know, the volume you isolate where you are as much as possible and you bubble it up. Like, like, are they allowing people to go out to clubs and stuff? I mean, I don't know. I think it might be a little bit more stringent on athletes because it's like they pay people to make sure where they are. I guess they could do that on act on sets as well. But it's just like my experience being back to work. It's like people are trying their best, but it's just not working. Like I, nobody at my work, thank God, is contracted COVID, but it's like. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm used to a mask now. That's doing everything right. And they're like, yeah, it's sort of like, we'll have a show at my office, a corporate show of some sort. And they're like, oh, you don't have time to go get lunch. We'll bring in lunch, but they'll give you pizza. Where it's just like, everybody has to touch this mm-hmm. food. Everybody has to touch this box. Like, like, you know what I mean? And, and we're all learning. I'm not pointing any fingers, but it's just like, it's not just something like that. It's just like there's no one cleaning surfaces as much as they should when you really boil it down. So it's like, and I know, I know we can also say like, perhaps you can't contract it that quickly. It's, I know it's just like, it's, it's really trying to keep uh, the virus away is almost impossible. Right. Like, cause it's yeah. just like, you don't know till like maybe a week later if you're lucky. So it's like, I don't know. And every and everywhere is so different on the rules and how to yeah. acknowledge it. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, but you just think maybe films, especially if you're using the volume or and stuff like that, maybe maybe yeah. maybe go the bubble route and just be like, "Nah, you're yeah. in a bubble. Don't leave this damn bubble until 
you know, the three months we're done shooting. And I'm sorry, you know, but this is your job. We're paying you millions of dollars and thousands of dollars. Just do it. And then afterwards you'll be Batman. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not blaming him for getting COVID. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just like, I just, it, I don't know. It just seems, it's so, it's just so weird. How, like the rock and his whole family have it. Where are you going? Well, I mean, when you think about it in the movie world, it's like you don't let people, even if they're trained, whatever, do anything dangerous like stunts. They typically they don't want actors to do stunts because, yeah, they could probably do a stunt. But if they get hurt, then they're out for like a couple weeks. And if it's your lead, you're like you're like, (laughs) because isn't it like when you're shooting, it's like, don't go don't go skiing. Don't do anything that where you could yeah. break your leg and incapable of like doing dialogue in a scene. We'll get a guy to jump off a mountain because he just has to jump off the mountain. You need to look. You have to be there. Except for Tom. <laughs> except for Tom Cruise. Did you see his new stunt from his new Mission Impossible oh, yeah. movie? That thing. No, looks, I oh my god, dude! Check it out. It is. <laughs> it is. I I peed myself looking at it. I don't know how he pulled this one off, but he anyway. Yeah, I know what you're saying it whatever it is what like, it is it should be under that same umbrella of like you, you just just stay here <laughs> it's like it b- abide by the rules or go home and sit and do nothing while we wait for something to get normal so it's like yep. um yeah like i don't know it's we also can't live in fear and live in shelter for the rest of our lives yeah, so we have we to go crazy at some point you have to take take a, a bit of a chance and, and get excited. Absolutely. And, absolutely. That, and that's why I go to the mall and I just, I just walk around the mall now. I touch <laughs> things every once in a while. I lick a door handle or something. Yeah. And, um, They're like, <laughs> there goes James licking a door. handle. In all fairness, I have gone to, to the, it's a, it's a small mall and I've gone there yeah. to get something specifically. I haven't just walked in the mall for the hell of it. Um, because no. you know, it, there's no point in doing that still. Um, but I have been to the mall, and I—it's all a hoax. Sorry, right, never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds, James. Today's Watch odds are brought to us by our Patreon. Patreon. Patreons are fairly wonderful. <laughs> fairly wonderful. Most of them are uh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but Josh, Josh's. Then you get Josh. <laughs> Uh, our Patreons today and every day are Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanford, Sooner Thron, Roll Farm Boy, Scott D, Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Gleek Play One, Automated Joy, Disney, Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Jared Cocaine. Girls with sabers. And uh, Josh with the tech nerds. Jeez, <laughs> I was having a field day with all this DC talk, man. This Ray Fisher thing going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we never really talked about that yet. Well, it's, uh, it's something. <laughs> it's crazy. But, you know, you take his comments and then you mix them up with Boyega's recent comments. We didn't really talk about We didn't talk at all about the Boyega stuff. I don't know if we will. Maybe next week or feel like if you're going to talk about that, you need to take your time with it. And also, I feel like we are not the two people yeah. who, like, really, it's, it's you know, I don't know. I have, I, yeah, what can we add to it? It's like, yeah. 
He's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. I mean, you saw that the minute he, he was the first, you know, the people were after him right away from being a stormtrooper and he brushed it off and you could totally see why that would, yeah. Yeah. you know, I would be done with Star Wars too, I think, if that was my first four. I mean, look, Star Wars fans are the greatest, but also the some of them, you know, they've done that to Boyega. They've pushed Daisy Ridley off social media. they pushed Kelly Marie Tran off social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've... Um, at best, they push him to the brink. They've, you know, some of the Star Wars fans that claim to be Star Wars fans are not the the nicest people. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I think sometimes you got to remember that these are fictional characters, as Ben Affleck yeah. said in the movie Jansaw and Bob's <laughs> Track Back. They are fictional characters <laughs> written written for you to have a good time. Um, you don't have to like it, but you shouldn't go after really anybody involved because it's tough man they're human beings yeah. they're human beings uh, just trying to make you happy <laughs> yeah yeah like oh God. that is true about chains i bob it's like the whole argument is like fictional characters fictional. they're not talking about you yeah fictional character but the thing is it hurts though if someone says something it's yeah, good it's gonna sting because you're gonna take it to heart uh, because that is you, and if and if when they're going after you because of your race or skin color, that's anyway. We got a lot of work to do as a yeah. society. Uh, here we go. Never tell me the odds. The first odd grief, not greed. Brock, as it uh, autocorrected on it. Grief Cargo will go on his own. He'll go on his own way, and we'll have a spinoff show. Will Grief Cargo get his own amazing spinoff show that I will sit and watch every single day? I don't know. I think perhaps. Or does uh, or does he sure. die in the episode that Carl Weathers directs? <laughs> I think uh, if uh, that character goes to another show, it'll be like a two-hander, and I don't think it's with a character that exists yet. Like, I mean, I guess you could say Cardoon and him go off and do a show, but then it's like you just eliminated half of the gang that you spent a whole season creating, so... I mean, maybe my tune will change after season two, but uh, I'm going to say 60%. It's, in- it's like, it makes sense. So It's interesting you said that, though. Why? Because you're like, that's, that's half the gang. It's like, yeah, but also if they bring in Ahsoka and they bring in Bo-Katan and they bring in this, all of a sudden yeah. the gang, I, now, you know, one, if they're in one episode, whatever, but we don't know, like, you know, the first three episodes of, of the first season, there was no gang. Yeah, you know. exactly. So uh, it's it's curious. I'm gonna go full Brock on it. Full Brock. No. I don't think he's the character that's gonna get his own show. I think it's gonna be new characters like Ahsoka. But uh, yeah, you, that makes way more Yeah, but you never know if they. I think they need to beef up their their um, uh, shows and their mm-hmm. their material on um, on Disney Plus. The programs and Grief Cargo is built in already. He's already a character with. You know that's established, and you can throw him somewhere. Maybe you follow him, and maybe he's not even like the true lead of the series. Maybe it's whatever. It's yeah. Reef Cargo's bounty guild, bounty hunter guild, or something, uh, which sounds very lame when I say it out loud. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go for practice. The next odd: Will Moff Gideon survive season two of The Mandalorian? I'm not sure. Because uh, I've been watching the new season of Boys, and he's in that show too. And I, well, I 
don't the whole season's out, but I've only watched the first like three episodes. So I I'm assuming he's gonna he's been been in every episode so far, and he's sort of like the main villain now, I guess. Well, not really, but so he could stay in that show, and then I'm not saying he can't do two shows shows at a time, but it's sort of like hmm. Uh, I think from what we've established so far, I'm like, yeah, let's ride this character out. Uh, I'm going to go 70%. I'm pretty optimistic he's going to be something. I feel like maybe a Thrawn sort of style Mm. character. I would like to see that, but I want to go high, but I'm going to go 57%. Mm Because I I don't know. I just uh, like, are they just going to off him and then have a new villain? Like, I, I hope these things around though. I hope they just, they don't, to have too many villains but we'll we'll see we'll, we'll soon yep. find out and our final lot today is will baby yoda steal our hearts once again <laughs> yeah 100 percent 100 percent oh one thing we didn't talk about yoda's in in high republic yoda's in, yes concept around so yeah we didn't perhaps that will all it together somehow i don't know i don't think so i, I think <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go 90 percent because uh, i can't go 100 but he is the greatest thing to happen to star wars since the opening crawl <laughs> are you ready yeah hollow news my mic's off Hello, news. The news you need to know right now. Hey, you got money, right? Well, why don't you go down to your local GameStop or EB Games on October 26th because Darth Nihilus, the villain, one of the villains, I believe, from Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Xbox game, is going to become a six-inch Black Series uh, action figure, part of the it's a GameStop exclusive, part of the Gaming Greats for, uh, Black Series. Uh, I think they've done uh, the villains from the first one, which is why I can't I think of this. Doesn't matter. Check it out. It's the usual price, but it's a pretty beautiful. He's a pretty evil character, so if you love the Sith, you're going to want this for your shelf. And if you got even more money, well, why don't you go... And get the Lego Star Wars Most Isley Cantina, which will be available October 1st on lego.com and in Lego retail stores. And for Lego VIP members, I've never heard of Lego VIP members on September 16th. It will feature 3,187 pieces with 27 minifigures, including everyone from Han and Greedo to various of the different alien patrons in the bar. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. You're going to want to get it if you're a Lego and Star Wars fan. Uh, And talking about films, uh, an an independent Star Wars fan film called Bucketheads has been shooting in South Surrey the last few weeks. The independent film uh, was filmed on the 190 block of 16th Avenue Monday afternoon in South Surrey. It's a massive production, a 70 cast and crew with dozens of stormtroopers, rebels, and Ewoks, droids, a TIE fighter explosion, and the BC rainforest will serve as the moon of Endor from Return of the Jedi for a series of complex battle scenes and stunts 
for the first episodes of the series. Oh, it's a series. <laughs> uh, the, the series will tell the story of the point of view of Imperial soldiers instead of rebels and Jedi. And they're taking, obviously, huge precautions for COVID. And Monday, apparently, they were shooting a complex battle scene where an Ewok gets crushed by a boulder. So I am in. <laughs> and finally, if you're a, a Sims 4 owner or fan, you're going to want to go download Journey to Batu, which is the Star Wars expansion for it, where you get to go to Batu. So if you want to go to Galaxy's Edge, but you can't because of COVID, here's your chance. Check it out. And this has been your Hollow News. Hollow News. Hollow News. I'm a great. Do you have some for James? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had I had Sim Earth in uh, like 92 or 3 or something. That's the last Sims game I ever played. So anyway, are you gonna order the new Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, no, because I don't really play my current Xbox. <laughs> you're all you're the Switch guy. Oh yeah, I'm so into I, Nintendo Switch. I, I like the Switch, but I have a problem with their games that they're releasing. They're all rehashes of old games, and it's like, and full price for them. It's kind of getting on my nerves yeah. now. It's like, and they keep doing it. They and they like the first time you're like, that's cute. I'll get it. Now it's like yeah. okay, well, yeah, maybe maybe come up with something new to you know go side by side with these old rehashes that I love, and I love retro gaming, so I'm okay with it. But I'm also like, uh, how many times do I need to own Super Mario Brothers, the original <laughs> exactly. one, and I'm gonna own yeah. it every single time. That's my problem. But I do like the Switch, so it's a lot of fun. Glad I got it back. Um, yeah. Yeah, I told Aaron I was going to pre-order the PlayStation 5 as long as it is over $500 because I don't want no cheap system because I'm <laughs> I'm rich and I can afford. Uh, anyway, that one Xbox is like 299 bucks, which seems American, I think, but that seems affordable to me. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know, but then the other one's 499 I don't know what the heck the difference is. Top five, top five characters Jeff Goldblum could portray in star wars who will mm -hmm. jeff Goldblum play in star wars uh number five the only answer a wookie <laughs> but the wookie talks like jeff Goldblum. <laughs> no 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 it's a wookie and he has a translator on his belt and it's the voice oh brilliant brilliant well uh that's uh great. uh i'm gonna go this is such a cop-out but it's the first thing that pops into my head when we talk about a movie series that we have no clue about. He's just going to be a totally random thing that we have never, ever seen before. That's my number five. All right. I also, this this either. doesn't have to be the Taika Waititi movie. This could be any star. He could show up in Mandalorian season okay, two. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Any star. No, I just want everybody like give us your top five in the comments below. But just yeah, know, yeah. It, it, there's no specific anything. We're making this up for poops yeah. and giggles. Um, a amazing, wise, sarcastic Jedi master who's also obsessed with. I wanted to. I wanted to be a. I wanted to be set during the prequels, and he's just like uh, uh, Yoda. There's, there's just, it's just it's gonna happen. Yeah, uh, my number four is uh, is a Jedi master of some sort. Maybe like a historian, not your typical Jedi, because they always talk about like, oh, perhaps well, this is our Jedi alkalite. This is our Jedi. Yeah. 
like historian make him something like that and then like he's like you don't do anything and at the very end there's like a massive lightsaber battle <laughs> my number three a droid seems like a capo but i really think he would make a fantastic droid <laughs> my number three is he's a bartender at some kind yes. of restaurant or bar where he gives them information or perhaps he's that and he's like he's actually like behind that it's like it, this is a fence for sending out smuggled goods or he's like an information seller or something like that do you know this isn't on my list but you know what he should be he should be uh like a, a in a galaxy far far away like a scientist and he turns himself into a toy darian <laughs> uh my number two he'll play a hut <laughs> any hut will do any hut will do jeff goldblum hut he'll be called bloom hut <laughs> <Goldblum. laughs> jeff the hut jeff the hut uh my number two is going to be uh, i don't know if this is oh uh I don't know what our like the empire is gonna be in that or first order, but some kind of like naval officer or some mm. sort on the villain side. Yeah, he'd be a good imperial, yeah. uh, for sure. My number one, he's more powerful than any imperial. He would be Darth Plagueis. <laughs> Just put him as a was it a moon? Put him in there as Darth a moon moon Darth Plagueis. He, my number one is he's going to be the current owner of the Millennium Falcon somehow. Like I've said it before, the Falcon will just be something that's constantly in the movies somehow. And that'll be our like touchstone for something. So perhaps they, like, I've always like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like a new generation of characters found the Millennium Falcon years after everyone is gone and it's been laying dormant or something. But perhaps he owns it. I would. I, don't know. I would totally be down with that if he's like, I found this from. Yeah. Uh, what, what were their names? Ducard. What were their names of the who who owned the Falcon? Before everything. Anyway, I think him, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans should just appear as their characters from Earth Girls Are Easy. But they're just the. But they. But they don't acknowledge that they're just those characters in. In the galaxy, yeah. in Star Wars galaxy, I think that would be amazing. They're in like that, a cantina somewhere. You're like, who are those three? In my head, I was like, oh, at some point, just make him look like his character from uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. The the the, the force it uh it, it finds a way. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, that is our top five. Let us know your top five. Top five characters Jeff Goldblum could portray in a galaxy far, far away. It's just for fun. Uh, but we have heard from a reliable source that he will be in it, and he's probably directing a trilogy as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This has been the 183rd episode of the Rebel Scum Podcast. A reminder, you can listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ooh. Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, Brock. Yeah, it always is with you, James. High five. <laughs> no, this way.
Oh, wait. You're going the wrong way. There you go. Ready? And move it in more. Move it oh, in yeah, more. Yeah, that's right. It's been so long. I sit you, on the. You have to move. Right. You have to move it in more, though. I can't see. Your... Okay, ready? And three, two, go. <laughs> wow, we're bringing you super cool effects here on the Rebel Scum Podcast episode one eighty. Anything else you want to say? No. All right, I'm James. That's Rock, and he was always scum. Scum, rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.